The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Hey guys, welcome. All right, peace, today peace, peace. we are going to be talking about alternative therapies for dogs, and we're super excited about that because we're both pretty passionate about that topic. But first, we're going to do the quirky tip of the day. So Scott thinks I'm ridiculous, but I have all these... Um, collars for our dogs for when we travel. And um, I have, they all match the colors of their coats and everything else, but I get their name embroidered on them and then I get my phone number on them. So whenever I'm traveling with the dogs, I put all the collars on. So if anything happens, you don't have to deal with a little tag on their collar or microchip or anything else. We just have easy peasy access to get back to mom. See, if my dog gets loose and bites somebody, I don't want that kind of identification. <laughs> oh, though. quiet down. Nobody's getting loose and biting anybody. <laughs> We're going to let the pig wear the collar today. But it's a fun little tip, and um, a lot of people out there make those. So consider it. It's good to have a travel collar versus just an everyday collar. All right. Great tip, Jess. Thanks, sweetie. All right. Alternative therapies and dogs. What the hell does that mean? Alternative to what? Well, it is interesting. Um, But this is something that we've grown um, more passionate about over the past few years, and we've learned a lot more about. And the first thing I want to start off talking about is acupressure, because that's something that's pretty user-friendly. You can do it home with your dog. We use it in some of our programs, especially the How to Calm Your Canine program. We use some acupressure. And all that is is just some simple calming techniques in different Why don't parts. Why you show that dog over there? Shows the pressure wanna, points all over it. want to show on the dog instead yeah. of the pig. And this is becoming taken. more mainstream. I mean, now the vets have a holistic vet in-house, a lot of them now. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, this, the times are changing a little bit here. So, like, the base of the tail is um, a good acupressure point. The chest bones right here, top of the head. So you can do some research on this stuff. But basically, if you just very calmly touch these points and you're able to handle your dog and your dog's on a leash, you guys are in a calm state of mind. Gentle pressure. If you keep gentle pressure there for even just a few moments, it can actually cause some calming effects for your dog and hopefully cause some carryover to calm the house. Yeah, and these these points are along the meridian system where the acupuncture Typically would go, but of course we're not sticking needles in our dogs at home and yeah. all that stuff. We do do acupuncture with our dogs, but we obviously have someone certified do that for us. But these are things that are carryover from those um, that you can do for your dog at home. Yeah, it's just designed to have a calming effect and get them to relax a little bit. And anything we can do to help them feel a little better, especially the older dogs, we're all for it, you know. Yeah, and then that leads us to these hammers and these points. Now you're getting crazy. Why are you hitting the dog? These little dolls. So um, you want to intro them here with our yeah, little so this is a, tam? This is what they could, this, uh, referred to as a, well, it's an acupuncture uh, doll. It shows all the points of the acupuncture. This is for someone that was going to go to school for acupuncture. But it's also used, there's a guy in um, Massachusetts. He has a location in Haverhill and another one in another. Quincy. I Quincy. His name is Tom Tam. And he has these, he has groups of people that show up and they do this tapping with this magnetic hammer, uh, as this may sound kind of crazy. And he has a lot of cancer patients that come in and he works, everyone has a doll 
and they go one person at a time. They find out what type of cancer do you have, where is it, and then he does like an acupressure session, but through the tapping on the doll, it's a it's an intention based therapy. But everyone in the room is tapping for that one person, so everybody's intention and focus is on that one person, and they go to each person throughout the room. And this is something that it sounds very uh, bizarre to me. And yeah, and um, I found this guy when my mom had cancer. And of course, like everyone that is touched by a terminal cancer, you're looking for anything that will help make you or your loved one feel better, at least, if not cure them. And I heard about this and I thought, I'm going to go check this guy out. And I went and looked and um, I went to a couple of times and I really didn't I didn't buy in, you know, it just looked, it was just too much for me to get my head around, you know. But as time went by, I um, became more open to it. I went back. And then, of course, when I herniated my disc, which was um, uh, extremely painful, I went back over there and and they were doing acupuncture there that I got involved in and sat in on these uh, tapping sessions and things like that. So there are some people that have had Uh, a lot of positive results. And I had a a holistic uh, guy tell me this, which helped me to get my head around it. He said, in Western medicine, you go to the doctor, they give you chemotherapy. Sometimes it works, sometimes you die. I mean, that's, that's it. They don't guarantee anything. You go to a holistic place, you do this holistic therapy, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it, it helps people that feel as that, um, your hands are tied. There's nothing you can do. You go to a Western doctor, they give you chemotherapy, they give you all these drugs, but you have nothing to do to help yourself necessarily get better. Whereas this is something where you can actually get a positive intention and a positive focus and get around positive people that are trying to not just sit around and bitch about, oh, I have cancer, I'm going to die, but they're all there to try and heal and get better. So it's a nice atmosphere. Yeah. And there'll be a link to this guy, Tom Tam, in the description if you're curious about that. But I mean, Doctors have come over from Italy. I mean, people are studying him because he's getting some pretty amazing results. And he doesn't say don't do chemo, don't do anything Western, but the synergistic um, benefit of both his stuff and the Western stuff has helped a lot of people. I do do want to add that, say he is based in Massachusetts, and and if it was just that, what we're talking about, it could seem like some local charlatan that's doing some weird stuff. But through this practice that he's created, he has these locations all over the world now where people are tapping all over the world doing these sessions. So uh, there's something to it. You know, uh, as with a lot of alternative therapies, the science behind it isn't strong. You can't do a double blind study and show that this is working, you know, but um, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence and, um, a lot of people swear by it. Yeah, know? and it's not like, oh, you have to pay $1,000 to do a tapping yeah, session. Yeah, it's not charging anybody. You get a doll and a hammer, and that's that. But we started doing it um, with the dogs. So yeah. we call this one mini pie. So when Sarge um, came home, I don't know, the same summer that Scott herniated his disc. It was a bad summer, the summer of uh, 2018. And uh, he came home in August from the vet, totally jaundiced. His liver values were just sky high. Like, that was it. He wasn't in liver failure, but, like, he was coming home to die. And frankly, the only thing that we did besides, you know, spend time with him and give him love was we would tap on his liver points with this little doll and the freaking dog for no good reason turned around, had another eight to 10 months of huge quality of life. I don't know what his liver values were before he passed away. 
but we found a lot of value in whether it was the tapping itself or just the intention or something else completely, it really kind of validated the whole thing for us. We we're like, holy crap, everybody's telling us, like, we have no hope. There's nothing we can yeah, do. The, the vet said that there's nothing we can do. And the vet was crying. She's like, you know, I'm so sorry, but, you yeah. know, that's it for him. And we weren't going to do anything really invasive anyway. He was an older dog. But we did the holistic stuff. We had him on a raw diet. We gave him herbs. We did take him to a holistic vet. And we were treating him holistically the whole time until the end there, but his quality of life, I mean, he bounced back from, and interestingly enough, the holistic vet was the most optimistic. He said, well, he may bounce back from this, give him this herb and that herb. And Jess is like, well, no, I don't think you understand. The vet said, that's it. He's got like three days. And he said, well, give him this herb. Let's see what happens. Yeah, And, and the dog bounced back and then he was good for like eight months. Yeah. And we'd been treating him um, holistically before that incident, but it gave us a lot of, um, power. And it, it was just something that we could do. Just like Scott was saying about the humans, when you have a terminal, terminal illness, what do you do? It's something you can do. It's something you can focus your energy on. So of course, it's something you can spend your money on. That's it is sure. not. <laughs> this is the thing though. You're literally sitting at home with your little doll and your hammer. And then, um, in typical Scott and Jess fashion, we have purchased a few of these like more, um, mainstream lab looking dogs and a few hammers. So we're into it. Um, if you're curious about it, feel free to contact us personally, but Tong Ren healing, um, and doing it more so for dogs, because that was the thing we went to Tom Tam during Scott's back and we were like, Hey, we want, you know, 10 hammers for ourselves. And not a lot of people are out there doing that for animals. So just be conscious that there is an option there. And this is more, um, just a model dog for like veterinary school or whatever, but it has similar acupuncture points and everything. So you can see that also. So that concludes our Tom Tam section of the podcast. Let's move on to EFT. Yeah. So now here's another um, alternative therapy. It's called, um, what's it called? EFT stands for <laughs> emotional freedom Emotional freedom technique. <laughs> and this is a tapping on the human. And it, again, it works with the acupressure points. And I think that there's more going on here than just the tapping, uh, the physical side of this. But um, there's also, I think, some neuro-linguistic programming going on and some things like that. But it's really an interesting thing where you um, you talk about whatever you, you find out what the problem is that you're dealing with and you tap on the karate chop point of your hand. And then while you're saying, let's say if you had a an elbow, let's say your elbow is really sore. So you would tap on your karate chop point with the other fingers like this. And you say, oh, my, el my elbow's killing me. My elbow's pain and pain, it sucks. My right elbow is terrible, all this stuff. And then you would go through these series of points between the eyes, under the eye, under the chin, and on the chest. And it's not, you're not saying positive stuff, you're saying negative stuff. And that's the thing that's weird about it because you would think that it's kind of like this positive thinking thing where you're saying, oh, my, my elbow's better, my elbow's getting better, but that's not what you do. You're gonna say, my elbow is in pain. Wow, I can't stand it. When I bend my elbow, it hurts. And you do all this stuff. And then at the end, you take a deep breath. But before you do that, one, one thing that I did leave out is you need to get a, uh, assess the, the level of discomfort on a one through 10 scale. So one being no pain and 10 being the worst pain you've ever imagined. You need to say, okay, how painful is it? And you need to assess that. And if you said, okay, it's a seven or an eight, you start there. So that when you go through this whole pro this process, then you reevaluate, is it still at a seven or an eight or is it um, better? And uh, if it's a little bit better, you, can, you keep doing it, trying to get that number as low as possible. 
And I have found uh, personally uh, a lot of great results with this. And it's, uh, I even use it at the gym. It's really funny. I use it, um, if I'm working out at the gym, I got bad shoulders. I have aches and pains because I'm just old and I've beat my body up over the years a lot. And uh, I can be doing something where my shoulder will start getting achy, getting some pain in it. And in between sets, I'll tap on myself. And then all of a sudden, I got more strength and I've you know, just kind of psyched myself up to get over it and not have that pain and complete the set. So I have got a lot of value out of it. It's been a pretty interesting um, technique. There's a ton of information on it online. And a lot of people have stolen this. This originally was put together by a guy named Gary Craig in the late 70s, I think. And he gave this information away for free. He did seminars. He just promoted the heck out of this because he was so excited about this. It's, it goes back again to the meridians and the Chinese medicine and all that stuff. And, uh, but what happened was other people took it, gave it a new name, and commercialized it so that they could make money. And so now there's probably a half a dozen people that claim to be, you know, the new improved EFT. There's a, a, one guy that has faster EFT. There's another guy that wrote a book in Connecticut called The Tapping Solution that was a New York Times bestseller. And he does all these big seminars all over the place. So it obviously works because if it didn't work, you wouldn't have all these other people jumping on the bandwagon, renaming it, and having thousands of people think that they were like, you know, amazing that they're doing all this stuff. But I don't understand, again, like with all these alternative therapies, a lot of it has to do with intention. And a lot of these things, you know, interestingly enough, have to do with your desire to get better. Some people like to be sick because they, they get a lot of attention for being sick. So they don't um, ever really want to get better. They say they want to get better, but if they were, be if they were better, they'd have nothing to bitch about, you know? It but, becomes part of their identity. Yeah, I'm almost. the kind of person that if I'm having pain, I want to get rid of it. I want to feel good and I want to get out and just live my life. I don't want to be caught up in this back pain and shoulders and all this crap, you know? And Scott mentioned that, you know, you're saying all these negative things as you're going through your body, which you are, but the setup statement itself is a positive thing. So even though I have this elbow pain, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And then you go through and you deal with all the BS. And it's funny, my, um, best friend from college is a clinical psychologist. And she just texted me the other day, there was an article in psychology today, because I've talked to her about EFT and the, you know, therapists are saying we're using this in conjunction with talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, everything else. And they're seeing good results in their clients. So how does this relate to dogs? Well, two ways you can either tap for your dog. So you can be the one, if I have my pig dog here, you know, even though my pig is stressed out wearing his collar, I deeply and completely love and accept him. Or you can actually go and you can tap on the animal itself. So we've done it both ways, but it's another way in conjunction with the Tong Ren healing that we were oh. talking about with the tapping that you can deliver a kind of healing service to your dog for not a lot of money. Go on YouTube, see how to go through all these points, see how to work through them and see if it makes any difference. And even if it's just helping you feel better in the moment, that has some value. Yeah, one thing I want to say, I have used this with some clients, <clears throat> excuse me, for um, people that have had uh, trauma from dog reactivity or dog fights. So if you walk down the street and your dog has been attacked uh, or your dog lunges and wants to kill another dog and it really, really has traumatized you and you're just always thinking about that when you go out with your dog, like, oh my God, I hope I don't see another dog. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't happen. It's the kind of thing where you can tap on that, sit and 
visualize yourself actually in that situation, you know, and then go through this process. And again, you you have that numerical scale of one to 10. And let's say you start on eight or nine and you're bringing that number down. And then when you're out on the street, you're, it doesn't have as much power over you. You've let go of that stuff because the, um, this is all in your subconscious. You carry that, that emotional trauma from that previous experience. It just keeps getting triggered every time you go out in the world with your dog and your dog lunges at something. So it's a good way to, to release some of that stuff that's in your subconscious. Yeah, you know? and it happens. We have people come in all the time. I mean, we're talking about from the point where they wake up in the morning and they know they have to go for a walk with their dog down the street because they don't have a yard. There's stress with that going to get the leash. The stress is heightening. And whatever you're bringing to the situation with your dog is being transferred right down the leash. So it's helped people kind of reset themselves to not set their dog up for failure. So this is as crazy as we're going to get when we come back from the break. We're going to get a little more mainstream with some other therapies that you may be more familiar with. But check these two out in the meantime. Does your dog lack self-control? Are you looking for some answers? Would you like your dog to be calmer? Does your dog lack confidence? Canine MindShift. Enroll in a free course today. Simply go to caninemindshift.com. That's caninemindshift.com. do some tapping. There you go. All right, guys. So we have acupressure, tongue run healing, and EFT. Um, if you weren't familiar with any of those three, again, delve deeper into those topics, but um, you'll probably be more familiar with some of these other things we're going to be discussing here in the second half of the podcast today. The first one is Eastern medicine. Like Scott said, it's crazy now at um, your Western vet, how many Western vets will have more of like an Eastern medicine specialist there. There's Chinese herbalists at vets, um, a lot of herbal healing at vets and everything else. So frankly, for me, I feel most comfortable when I have a Western vet that I really like to work with and I have an Eastern vet who I really like to work with. And my Eastern vet was a DVM, is a DVM, practiced Western medicine, went to vet school and everything else, but now only does Eastern therapies. So he kind of doesn't take clients from the Western vets, if that makes sense. So if they need an ultrasound, he sends them back over to the Western vet, but he'll do all of the alternative therapies. And this is something that if you have not looked into it before, you should check it out because there's a lot of value there that the Western vets cannot give you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar to treating people. I mean, if you break a bone, you're going to go to the hospital, you're going to get it set. If you need antibiotics, you're going to go get the antibiotics and get that bug or whatever it is eliminated from your body. But if it's something that could be tied into lifestyle and diet, you don't need to, my first choice isn't to go take a pill to fix it. I would rather work on the diet and the lifestyle and heal myself from within within, rather than getting hooked on, not hooked, but being forced to be on all these medications. For example, I had, you know, high blood pressure or right on the cusp of needing to be medicated a few years ago. And, uh, you know, the doctor said, well, you know, try losing a few pounds and see what happens. And I took 40 pounds off. I don't have high blood pressure anymore. And I'm just going to work to keep the weight off because I don't want to take blood pressure medication all the time. If, on the other hand, if I was healthy and fit and had high blood pressure, 
I would take the medication because that stuff can ruin your organs and you wind up screwed up. You can have a stroke, all kinds of stuff can happen to you, you know? Yeah, and it's nothing against the Western vets. It's just beyond their scope with a lot of these <clears throat> Eastern vets will offer. And, um, you know, if they offer acupuncture, that's really good sometimes to get things moving in the body. You don't want to have a lot of stasis within the body. Um, if the pulses are low, you can strengthen the pulses through these medicines. So it's just something, if you've never considered it or if you've never heard of it before, there are a lot of Eastern vets out there for dogs now. And um, it's not as much of an in-home practice like the things we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. And it's certainly, you're going to be digging into your pocket more than those first three things we mentioned. But there is a lot of value there, especially if you have a dog with something chronic or an older dog that you're getting concerned as they're going into their older years and you want to give them the best quality possible, it's definitely worth checking out. And a lot of the Eastern vets use Chinese medicine. Um, and Chinese medicine is awesome, but often there's a lot of herbs and sometimes they're stinky. And, you know, Scott and I have done a bunch of like capsulating of herbs and we put herbs in gelatin and everything else. So another thing you could look at is homeopathics. So that should be guided with some professional, unless it's like Arnica for inflammation or something. But it's really easy to throw some homeopathics into water and shake it up. And now you can just give the dog some drops of you something. Mean like some flower essences or this kind of stuff? Or what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm serious. What the hell do you mean? Homeopathics. <laughs> Different than flower essences, like Arnica. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Right. You with me? Listen, some of the stuff. Nux, Nux uh, the thing about dogs is that they can't tell you unless they physically are limping and then they're not anymore. You can't really tell if they're feeling any results from this stuff, you know? So that's kind of, sometimes I get a little bit, you know, I don't know. If, I mean, if it's a senior dog, if it's an older dog, of course, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep them comfortable and to keep them going in the direction you know, to keep them alive as long as possible with a decent quality of life. But some of these things, I think um, people project that the dog is better. And I say this because of the CBD stuff, because we get into the CBD, which is a holistic type of a treatment. And we spent a lot of money on CBD to treat dogs that had anxiety that were in our care. And we didn't see a lot of results. But when the owners gave the same product to the dog, they saw tremendous results. And I think there, there's a relationship thing there too sometimes. They want to see their dog getting better. They're looking so hard to see their, that their dog is getting better that they do see that the dog is getting better. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a negative thing because they're feeling good about it. But we did it more in a clinical way because we wanted to promote certain products and we wanted to make sure that if we're going to tell people to pay 80 bucks for a little bottle of stuff, they should see some kind of results. And we didn't feel we were seeing strong enough results to start promoting these products. That's all. Yeah, and to each his own. But as far as the homeopathics go, same thing at Whole Foods. They have the section of homeopathics. People use them. They can be used for dogs as well. And sometimes it's just easier to get them in their systems and everything else. But there's a lot of value in these things. And they're not just prescription medications. And you want to Look at the fallout of just going to a prescription medication for every single problem that your dog may have because stuff comes up over the years, especially if you have an unhealthy dog. Some dogs just aren't quite as healthy as others. Another thing that is more mainstream and that a lot of the vets are using now are lasers. So we're not just talking the little laser pointers and the $5 things, and some people are using those also. But there are some really amazing laser machines, whether they be cold laser or hot laser, that can do things like help heal a surgery site quicker. They can help heal a wound quicker. They can help with injury rehab. Um, so you can definitely look into someone that provides that service. A lot of like um, rehab vets will have some type of laser and all of these things for healing also. And it's something that 
you can't see a lot of benefit on the surface, but the dog all of a sudden now has recovered three days quicker than every other dog with a spay surgery or something else. So just consider these things. And if the vets are pitching it to you or the rehab specialists are pitching it to you or your Eastern vet is mentioning it to you, consider it. And if you see value in it, and if you see, um, the dog improving from it, don't just take their word for it. You need to see change for yourself, but it is something that you can consider. And there are things that are available out there for your dogs that you may not be familiar with. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to add to that. I mean, we've, we've done the laser on our dogs and for different reasons. And it seems like some of these things, the science is starting to catch up with them where it's been used long enough and people have, there's been enough evidence, kind of that anecdotal evidence, as I said, that the, there's been studies now where they're saying, oh, it does we can prove that this is improving uh, heal, uh, healing wounds, things like that. Yeah, and lasers used a lot with humans too. So anytime that there's more carryover with, oh, it's working for humans here and they're using it for the dogs, people seem to be more on board with that. But people say that they help their Lyme disease symptoms with lasers and everything else. So consider these things. Don't feel pigeonholed with how you can help your dogs emotionally and physically and also with how you can help yourself. Because like Scott said, with the dogs with reactivity, with the humans walking down the street, we have helped our clients a few times now with the EFT and we continue, we plan to continue to use that technique as we move forward. Cause a lot of the times the reasons the dogs can't have the breakthroughs that they need to is because of the humans emotional holdups. So we hope that helped. We hope we gave you guys some new tools for your toolbox. Again, check out the links below if you're interested in especially that tongue run healing and that EFT. And if you need anything from either Scott or myself, you know where to find us, studio at thequirkydog.com. And at the end of the day, guys, really all that matters is if any of these things make you or your dog feel better, why not use it? That's them? the main thing, guys. See you next time. Let's keep it quirky. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.